Hello, football fans. This is Unsportsmanlike Commentary with DC Mello and Tyler. I hope everyone's having a great day and welcome into uh, our week five overview of our top fantasy plays of the week. Tyler, how are you doing today? Oh, great, sir. We just recorded a podcast 15 minutes ago. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fantasious. Don't stop. <laughs> you got to be a douche. Don't stop. You, you got to always be a douche, right? Like, it's like, it's in your okay. DNA. I'm pretty sure the D in your DNA stands for douchebag. All right, cool. It still says recording up in the top. If, Oh, uh, hey there, mister. I haven't talked to in forever. How are you doing? I talked to you seven minutes ago. You could be doing <laughs> listeners worse. Didn't Did you know. find out you had colon cancer? Our listeners didn't know. And if anyone is at risk of colon cancer, according to the doctors, it's you. What do you mean it's me? You, you know what I mean. My dad... Get- no, my dad gets checked. I'm clean, dude. I'm good. Nah, well, I'm, I'm just saying I've never had a doctor tell me they think it might be colon cancer. Well, I'm just saying you, you're acting like we haven't spoken in fucking ages. We just got off the last goddamn podcast. <laughs> oh, hi, Tyler. How you doing? Oh, bye. Don't fuck your mother. Uh, all right. All right. Let's get into football here. So we are going to start with quarterbacks uh, for this segment. We're going to look over the top tens. We're going to talk, uh, talk about some sleepers, identify some potential busts. Quarter, uh, quarterback, top ten. Tyler, you get, go ahead and get us started. All right. So starting at one, I got Patrick Mahomes. Whoa. Two, okay. All right. Russell Wilson. Well, you better shut the fuck up. Three. Lamar Jackson, four, Josh Allen, five, Dak Prescott, six, Kyler Murray, seven, Deshaun Watson, eight, Matt Ryan, nine, Big Ben, and 10, Gardner Minshew. Go ahead and make your critiques, even though you're wrong. So we had some picks that were the same. Uh, My number one, Russell Wilson. Against Minnesota in a game that we both agreed would be a high-scoring game? Yeah. I'll take some of Russell Wilson, please. Number two, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think he's going to ball out against the Giants. He's balled out against everyone else. Why not the Giants? Who, no, no, yeah. no. This is going to be a game where it's it's not going to be solely dependent on Dak to come back with second half fucking fantasious style fucking play. Like, no, they're going to have control over this game. It's going to be a run centric game. And that's why I have Dak at five. Not saying he's going to have a bad game. He's still a top quarterback fucking start, but he's not at two. You're fucking higher than duck pussy, my guy. Why exactly is duck pussy? I'm I'm not understanding that. Well, well, they fucking fly, so it's pretty high. That's <laughs> pretty uh, fair enough. Keep Let's going. go to my number three pick, and I think we agreed we agreed on this one, Lamar Jackson. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I I just I don't think he's gonna have a huge game. I I think the Raiders and the Chiefs are gonna be closer game than expected. I think they're gonna actually rely on the run a bit this game. Uh, look, this is a game well, that Patrick Mahomes no, that- should beat. They, they should win, and 
so he, he in those games so far this season, he's played very average. So I have him playing a, a very average for him game. He's going to put up nice. I mean, QB four is not is not a bad place to be overall. In the, at the end of the day, uh, but that's where I have him. I like the other three guys better. No, you and I ag- agree on that. Like the Raiders are going to play this a lot closer than anticipated, which leads leans more to, towards my point. I think it's going to be a close game. Patrick Mahomes is going to be expected in this game to make things happen with his arm, which makes me believe that's why I have him ranked number one. Yeah. But when, when he's played close games so far this season, I mean, yes, he has made things happen with his arm, but it's been late of the game. It hasn't been a dominant all game performance. Like we saw with the chargers where they went into overtime he had a very pedestrian game. I think this is going to be a, a good, but not great game from Patrick Mahomes. Let's go to number five. I have Josh Allen. Number six, Kyler Murray. I think we agreed on okay. Kyler Murray there, right? Okay. Uh, number yeah, seven. Yeah, Kyler Murray was right, yeah. Yeah. Number seven, Deshaun Watson. Number eight, Matt Ryan. Yep. Okay. And uh, this yep. is where we, we uh, start to disagree again. Uh, number nine, I have Teddy Bridgewater. I guess Atlanta. I have Bridgewater at 11. I, I, I got Bridgewater at 11. It's not a horrible pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, Big Ben's going to do some damage to that secondary. I, so I have Big Ben at 11 for me. So I, I yeah, I think that. Okay. That's it's that's not horrible. Right, I, right. We've yeah. talked about it before. Once you dip out of like the top six or seven, mm-hmm. everyone else is going to give you kind of the same production. Uh, and then at number ten, I have Jared Goff. I think that I don't does, even have Goff in my top fifteen. I think Goff's going to have a, a decent game. It's not going to be great. They're going to. I do play. Think they're going to play conservative. But at the end of the day, uh, the receivers that he has are going to be too much for uh for washington's football team to to handle so i, I do think jared goff's gonna have a, a decent game um good enough to, to to be just there on the outside fringe of top 10 so now golf this going you know, golf going into this week is a much worse play when you're adding in the fact that it's supposed to be pissing rain all day up in fucking DC. Mm-hmm. You throw that in, that takes, that is a, takes away a considerable chunk of the passing game. They're going to f- be more of a run centric. It's exactly why I dropped him out of my top 15. That, that is a possibility. Um, but you also have to look at the fact that how overmatched uh, Washington's secondary is to deal with the receivers that he has. Um Again, there, there's a reason why he's at the back end of my That's top case 10. Scenario right? he's, with he's not my, Goff he, and... I think he's going to do okay. I think he's going to have a decent game. He, he's probably not going to make a lot uh, a lot of plays as far as throwing it deep, but he I think he's going to have a lot of success with throwing it over the middle on those slant routes, uh, throwing those screen plays. I think he's going to do okay. I, I think that I think they're going to do all right. So who do you have for your uh, best case? Picks? So, okay. All right. My, the one sleeper I have um, is actually Daniel Jones against Dallas. Okay. I mean, I can see that. He'll do um, better than uh, usual. Dallas is, Dallas is dead last 
pretty much retrospectively with everything when it comes to defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dan, I, I think if you're looking strictly from a fantasy perspective, Daniel Jones could have a top 10 day. I have him at 15, but he could be a top 10 play this week. I think he has a legit shot. They've scored three touchdowns this year, correct? The Giants all season long. Yep. Three. I think three. he has a legit shot at scoring three more touchdowns this game. Uh, I'm going to say two to Darius Slayton and one to Evan Ingram. Yeah, I would I would be willing to I, I hedge my bets going forward with Daniel Jones if you don't have a better option. So do you have any other sleepers there at that position? Um, I mean, if falling outside of the top 10, Bridgewater's a great play. Uh, Herbert with all the defensive pieces that new Orleans missing is a good play. I'm not saying he's good. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garoppolo, not a terrible play. I see this be like a Kyle Shanahan type day. I see it being more run focused right, right, uh, right. as opposed to a, a pass first offense. Um, but if we're moving into who I think my bust of the week is, and we talked about it at length and we talked saying like, I actually, I actually took the over for Baltimore and, and, and it's Joe Burrow's my bust of the week. Joe Burrow. Okay. So for my sleepers, uh, I'm looking at Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking for my sleepers here. I'm looking at Joe Burrow. Uh, he, he's the expert consensus ranking has him at 18 against new Orleans. And I just don't see him being the 18th best quarterback. I see him being a, a potential top 10 play. I think he's going to have a decent game. You have him as the upset pick. And I, I don't think they're going to win that game, but I think they're going to keep it close. And that's going to require Justin Herbert to have a good game. Uh, and then my other sleeper pick is Ryan Tannehill. Um, not that I think he's going to have a huge game, but he's rated right now as the number 20 quarterback for the week. And I think that's way too low for him. I think he is a legitimate streaming option if you need one. If you do not have a solid quarterback play this this week, I, I think Herbert and Tannehill are excellent streaming options. Uh, bust. So yes. my biggest bust this week is going to be Gardner Minshew. Just because he's rated so high. He, he's rated number nine currently. And – I have a hard time trusting him to be the ninth best quarterback. I I would take Justin Herbert or Ryan Tannehill as far as how much I trust them over Gardner Minshew. And I say that being the guy that predicted Jacksonville to beat Houston. Um, Well, that's you expecting them to beat them through the run game. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, and not to say that I don't think Minshew is going to have a bad game. I think he's going to still be outside, like, you know, kind of hovering out in that top 12 to top 15 uh, rating. But given that he's currently rated number nine, I have him as a bust. And my other bust is Drew Brees, who I think is yeah, going to see, have, have a hard have... time. He's going to have a hard time against that Charger front four. He's I don't even have Brees in the top 15. The victory. I don't have Brees in my top 15, man. Like, his he's rated number 11 is... overall. He's rated expert consensus ranking seven at 11. You don't think he's going to be there either, I right? I don't know why. 
Yeah, I don't see it. No, I don't have him in the fifth. I don't have him in my top 15. I went 15 deep for the quarterback position. I do not have him there because his fall off is so much fucking steep. Everyone's looking at Tom Brady at how Tom Brady's been able to stay at this top level type of Drew with a guy like Drew Brees. It was, it is going to be one of those type of, okay, platform, platform, and then fucking complete downfall. Yeah. He's yeah. shown without it, especially without Michael Thomas, like without Michael Thomas, he's barely a low end QB two. He, he simply isn't. And also you got to look at the fact that they got Taysom Hill there who is going to steal goal line looks from Drew Brees. They got Alvin Kamara yep. who's going, who's going to, again, still, still, still looks and he, he's going to dominate. I, I think Kamara is going to dominate this week. Um, yeah, I think that's going to take away from Drew Brees. He's simply not the the quarterback that he once was. He's still very – he can be very effective. He can still be very good. Uh, but he's not going to be statistically dominant like he has been in the past, especially without his number one receiving option. You're right. And I, I, even with Michael Thomas, I think he would barely come in at 15 for me this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. So that wraps up our uh, quarterback ratings for the uh, for the week. Anything else you got to add for this one? Not really. No, um, I'm not super high on Tannehill this week. I think what they're going to focus on is getting Derrick Henry fucking eaten quick. So. I, I do too, but see that being I see it. them playing a negative game script where he's going to have to throw the ball. You're right, but Tannehill has been forced into, even with play action, like mm-hmm. if he's down multiple scores, like I think he's going to get to against the Bills. Um, he, he's shown that forced into it, he, he's going to make mistakes. Yeah. And that Bills defense is too good. Yeah. I agree. Well, that wraps it up for this segment. Coming up next, top 10 running backs. Stick around. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're talking about running backs now. And uh, Tyler, why don't you get us started with your top 10? All right. At one, I have Alvin Kamara. Two, I have Dalvin Cook. Three, Ezekiel Elliott. Four, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Five, Derrick Henry. Six, Josh Jacobs. Seven, Chris Carson. Eight, Kareem Hunt. Nine, Mike Davis. And ten, James Robinson. Okay. So we don't agree, I don't think, on a whole lot, looking at your list and looking at mine, of exactly where guys go, but we're in in the ballpark uh, for most of them. So my number one is Zeke, followed by Kamara, and then Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, at number five, I have Chris Carson. Six, Derrick Henry. Seven, Edward Solaire. Uh, eight is Kareem Hunt. Nine, Jonathan Taylor. And ten, James Robinson. So what are your big takeaways? Where do you, like, disagree with me on this? Um, <clears throat> Kamara needs to be number one. Kamara is the focal point of that New Orleans offense, uh, especially if Michael Thomas is out for another week. Um, he's questionable. Um, pretty much a game-time decision for him. If he's out, Kamara's got to be one. 
Kamara is that offense, not only in the passing, but in the, or not only in the running, but in the passing game as well. Um, I have Zeke at three. I think I, I do see this being more of a run centric offense in the second half. The Giants, however, have been better than advertised on the defensive side. They're the number 12 defense in the NFL. Um, I, 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 and I also, I have Dalvin cook ahead of him as well. I think you're looking at two teams being the Vikings and the Seahawks that are offensively top 10, but defensively they're in the bottom half. I think, both Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson are going to be focal points for both offenses offenses trying to establish the run game to open the pass game. Okay. So, I mean, I don't disagree with anything that you said there. I think in the top three, Zeke, Kamara, Cook, any one of them could be the number one this week. Uh, the reason why I put Zeke is because I do think that he is going to be the featured guy for his team. I know that Kamara will probably be the featured guy for his team too, and I know that Cook will as well. Uh, the reason why I have Cook – on the bottom of those three is because I, I do think that Seattle is going to pull the Vikings into a more pass heavy script with Russell Wilson, the way he's been playing and his receivers and the pass offense that they have going on. So for me really it became, all right, who's going to be number one and two between Zeke and Kamara. And I just, I think that Dallas is going to have a very run favorable game script where they're going to get ahead and they're going to be working, looking to protect the lead. Uh, now, I think that the the Saints are going to be a little more in a battle with the Chargers, and that's going to bring in the passing game a bit more. Not that that necessarily negates Kamara, because Kamara is very much a passing threat. Regardless, I, I think the takeaway here is that if you have Kamara or Zeke as your RB1, I think that you're looking good. Yeah, you're safe with any of those top three. Right. Um, even, I mean, you're safe with realistically top nine going yeah, into I would this. say top eight. I think it's top eight this week. I mean, if Who, you, who's your number nine? Mike Davis. Okay. So yeah, mm -hmm. probably. Um, I, I think that top eight, you know, uh, going from Kareem Hunt and up the, these eight guys, Kareem Hunt, Hilaire, Henry, Carson, Jacobs, Cook, Kamara, Zeke, those eight guys are going to put up amazing numbers this week. Yeah. After that, it does get a bit dicey. Not not necessarily in the sense that they're going to be bad, but in the sense of are they going to be RB one versus RB two? Um, I think that Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Mike Davis, even sure, all of them have a, a shot at being RB one numbers, with the risk of being RB two as well. Um, I think with with what Mike Davis has done since. McCaffrey's injury uh, he's essentially stepped in and took over his role and took over his numbers because they're replicating the same they really are it's uh and it, it kind of makes you wonder is McCaffrey really that good or is it is their system that good for running backs I no McCaffrey's that good I think yeah I, I agree uh but you gotta tip your hat off to Mike Davis who has come in and really done an admirable job of filling in the gaps that look the Panthers would be facing a bit of an uphill battle all season, regardless of who is a running back. And Mike Davis has, has made it so that it's not a position of weakness. True. Um, I, I think when you're looking at 
those top eight guys. I think the guys that have the high, the, the players that have the higher ceilings for those games, I think Zeke is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson being another, and then Kareem Hunt. It's all, it, it, especially with Kareem Hunt, it's all about how much volume are they going to give him, given that uh, Damian Hilliard and whoever that other fucking dude, Johnson, that came in. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Nick Chubb went out and the Browns got up early. Kareem Hunt was dealing with a groin issue through last week, even into this week, limiting him in practice. Um, but I, I expect this to be – I, I would not be surprised if Kareem Hunt finishes as a top three running back this week. I agree with all of that. As far as my sleeper pick goes, and I know that me and you have talked about this already this week, um, I'm really looking at Joshua Kelly as a sleeper based on his position by the expert rankings. I know that you had him as a bust. I had him as a sleeper. But at the end of the day, I think we were kind of arguing the same thing from two different perspectives. Uh, We can agree we have him in our top 20. Yes? Yes, Joshua Kelly I have coming in at 19 this week for myself. And, And I have him more closer to that 15 spot with a shot at being an outside RB1 candidate, although I do think he's more of an RB2 guy this week. Uh, but I do have him in the top 20. The experts have him right at 24. So for that reason alone, I think Joshua Kelly is going to get some some great volume. I know that Justin Jackson is coming in in that backfield uh, now that uh, Austin Eckler is down. And Justin Jackson is not – look, let's think back to last season when uh, just, Justin Jackson was actually getting a fair bit of volume with Austin Eckler in there he very well could steal some of that volume, but I do like Joshua Kelly. I think he's going to be their goal line back. I think he's going to get some, uh, some decent touches. I have Joshua Kelly being a 60 to 70 yard guy with at least one touchdown. I would expect on this end, um, especially with Joshua Kelly only after Eckler went out, I I'm pretty sure he went seven carries for nine yards, right? Uh, which opened, which opened the floodgates for Justin Jackson to try and steal some of his volume. I would expect this game to be more of a 50, 50 type sharehold between Kelly and Jackson, Jackson being their last year, uh, last year uh, behind Eckler. And then, you know, Joshua Kelly being a rookie, he's had some great flashes. Uh, He was out carrying Austin Eckler through the first four games before or first three games before Eckler went down. Um, I would mediate my expectations on Joshua Kelly given I, I, and I mean, he's in the top 20 for me, but I list him as a bust because I think a lot of people are going to look at him and go, Oh, he's going to fill in Austin Eckler's role. He's going to be the the go-to guy. He's going to be the one, two and three down back. No, uh, Justin Jackson is going to cut into his work share a, a decent amount, at least for this first week without Austin Eckler. No, and I agree. If you're looking at Joshua Kelly being a top 10 guy, I think that you're overhyping him a little bit. I think your expectations are, are a little too high. Uh, he, he does. He's not a, he's not a guaranteed RB one by any means of the imagination. Uh, so if you do think he is, I would temper those expectations. But if you have him as your RB two, 
um, or even as your flex. I think you're in a good position. Or, or in your case, another in your fantasy team, he's not even in your top three running backs. But that that's more of a, you know, a, a case of having really good options at the RB position um, than anything else. So I don't think most players have the guys that you have at running back in your fantasy league. I, I, more or less, mine was a a, a, a great stroke of luck within five minutes because right. I drafted Edwards Hilaire and James Connor right. and I, Kareem I had Hunt was keeper Kareem Hunt was my keeper on this dumpster fire team I inherited joining this money league mm-hmm. I kept him as a 13th rounder oh he's paying dividends so far Absolutely. because he's he's been my RB2 pretty much every week this year yeah, yeah. and I, I've got Joshua Kelly on the fucking bench and no, I'm not starting him above Connor Hunt or Edwards Hilaire. If this was a four RB league somehow, you would you would be in in just a fine position. Oh yeah. That being said, you're in a great position as it is. Uh, what about let's talk about the busts here. I got two of them, and the first one is is Joe Mixon. He's rated at number 11 currently against Baltimore. I just, I don't see that happening. Uh, number 11 in most leagues, you know, whether it's a 10 team or a 12 team, that's right around the low end of RB1. I do not see Joe Mixon as an RB1 this week. RB1, no. Um, high end RB2, maybe. And that's if he falls in the end zone. Exactly. We, we touched on it when we were going over our game picks. Uh, he's averaging 3.1 yards, yards per carry against Baltimore in the, last four, in the last four games, and that Baltimore defense has only gotten stronger. I, it's it's going to be, barring a touchdown, it's going to be a very rough game for Joe Mixon. Agreed, and it's – I think it's going to be uh, the Ravens against that Cincinnati O-line. It's just a bad matchup. Uh, you're really going to need them to fall into the end zone once, if not twice, to to, to value to, to compensate for the value he's at right now. Um, the other guy I'm, I'm very nervous about is Miles Sanders. He's right at number 15, which puts him into like high-end RB2 uh, status and he's playing against Pittsburgh and I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, it could, it could, right. It's football. Anything could happen. I see you're shaking her head. You don't think it will. I don't think it will either. I think he's closer to a low end RB two. And he, if he does not fall into the end zone, he is going to have probably a 50 or 60 yard game. If, if he's PPR, then maybe if you're in a PPR league, then maybe you can justify that RB two spot. Uh, but if you're in a standard league format, I'd be very nervous about Miles Sanders this week. In a standard format, I've I've got I'm looking at Miles Sanders as a flex play at best mm-hmm. because you've got you're facing one of the toughest front seven that's had an extra week of rest. Right. Like like, like let's remember what they did to Saquon Barkley. Like this, they were in the backfield the second Saquon got the ball. Dude, it was it was it was horrifying to watch. Yeah, it's just like Daniel Jones would drop back, and the second that football hit Saquon in the chest, he had fucking two guys in his face. Like it was over. There was no opportunity to get out and make a fucking play. Um, I, I Miles Sanders is not going to have a good game. This Eagles def this Eagles offense as a whole is not going to have a good game, which is why I'm predicting. I the the the, the line was seven on this game. Yeah. I've got if you've got any bit 
of that. Uh, if you've got the Steelers defense, start them. If you have any part of the receiving game for for Pittsburgh, start them. Juju, uh, Deontay Johnson, Claypool. If yeah. Like Washington. as a as a low fly flex, Ebron in, in deeper legs. Uh, Ebron, I would say, would be a sleeper. Uh, tight end, yeah. Type yeah. of like your streaming tight ends. He would be. He would not be a a bad play this week. Um, no, the, the the Eagles are about to get run through, and every every hope for anybody who. Th- thought they had it there sh- they got their shit together finally against san francisco no they're about to get run the fuck over yeah this is gonna be a rough week well, rough week for the eagles and i think a rough week for miles sanders as well uh any other notable sleepers or busts that you have on your end my one sleeper this week is <clears throat> miles gaskin versus the 49ers um i have him i don't have him rated in some in, inside of uh my top 20 i would rate this guy merely as a flex play but you're talking about uh, uh a defense that the linebacking core is intact the Niners have Dre Greenlaw coming back they still have Fred Warner and Quan Alexander right um but you, you, that that front four that are missing their two biggest pieces with Nick Bosa and D Ford you still have uh, Arik Armstead, you still got Javon Kinlaw. Mind you, he's a rookie, <clears throat> and as good as he's looked through the first four weeks, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles showed a lot of people what what it takes to beat the 49ers in the run game. Don't take that shit inside. Inside, they're going to stuff you. Go outside the tackles. If you if you extend it, if you go outside the tackles, you can run on them seven eight yards a clip. Mm-hmm. So, if the Dolphins adapt that mindset and and they shift their play calling to don't focus so much towards the inside, run it to the outside where the Niners are weak. No, then I think Miles Gaskin could put up a moderate fantasy stat line with maybe. 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 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 not a horrible flex play with those numbers. Not not at all. I think if you're desperate for an RB2 or if you're looking for a flex play, a stream, uh, Miles Gaskin is, is a solid play this week. So, well, that wraps it up for running backs. Next up, we're going to be talking about receivers, so stick around. Again, uh, if you haven't already followed us on, on Twitter, you can find us, Twitter handle, at unsport comment again at unsport comment uh we love to get you guys following us so that we can let you guys know exactly when we have new episodes coming out we always post those on twitter so thanks and and stick around we got wide receivers coming up next so welcome back everyone uh we're going to be talking about wide receivers and uh tyler has no teehees to throw at us so let's get right into the conversation uh let's Go ahead and I'm, you know what? I'm going to do my list first today. Uh, oh, fancy. Oh, no, I, I'm going first. Yeah. <laughs> so, number one, I got Hopkins at the Jets. Number two, uh, Tyreek Hill. Three, DK Metcalf. Number four, Adam Thielen. Number five. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You, you want to laugh? All right, laugh. Number five, Amari Cooper. Number six, Lockett. Number seven, 
Calvin Ridley, eight, Stefan Diggs, uh, nine, Cooper Cup, and ten, Terry McLaurin. I, I, I am convinced. What? I am Come convinced. On. No, stop. I am convinced Terry McLaurin is quarterback. And no, he's, he's not Allen Robinson. Get the fuck out of here. I, I'm going to beg to differ. I think he is. I think he is. And he's he is putting up some Allen Robinson Robinson-esque numbers so far this year. Uh, playing on a shitty team with a shitty quarterback. He's doing very well. What's your list? Let's hear it. Okay. You and I agree at number one with uh, with D-Hop. Mm-hmm. I have at number two, and he's a game-time decision, albeit Michael mm-hmm. Thomas. Okay. At number three, I have Tyreek. Okay. Again, at number four, you and I differ on who we favor in the Seahawks passing game. I have Tyler Lockett. Okay. I mean, that's, I get that. Number five, I have Thielen. Six, Calvin Ridley. Seven, and I could be wrong, but I don't think this dude was in your top 10 and he absolutely deserves to be there. Keenan Allen. All right. Number eight, Amari Cooper. Nine, Stephon Diggs. And 10, I have DK Metcalf. So I, I did have Keenan Allen like at number 11, right outside my top 10. Uh, I think that's a fine play. I have no issues at all with uh, playing Keenan Allen this week. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen is getting nothing but volume from Justin Herbert. Like, yeah, that is his go-to fucking guy. He's going to put up numbers. Yeah. I, I had Hunter Henry rated pretty high this week. That's what kept me from putting, Keenan Allen right there in the top 10, although I do think he's going to have a great game. How high are we talking? Uh, we'll save it. We'll say, okay. no, no. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. next we'll get the next segment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's in my top 10. I'll say that. He's in my top 10. So okay. uh, let's talk about DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett because that is uh, – I had uh, Metcalf at three, Lockett at six. You had, I believe, Lockett at four and Metcalf at – Six or ten. Seven. I I have Metcalf at ten. At ten. Wow. Yes. But but when you think I have him behind clear cut number ones, it's not like I'm throwing him behind guys that are just like flyers. I have him behind Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Kevin Ridley, Adam Thielen, and especially based on those mashup matchups, like those those guys are going to eat. Like. Yeah. So it's interesting because the the question is, do you think it's going to be volume based? Or big play, right? Because DK Metcalf's gonna give you the big play. Tyler Lockett's gonna give you the volume. And <laughs> against Minnesota, I I can see both. And that's why I have both receivers rated in the top six this week. Uh, I do think that Russell Wilson is gonna burn Minnesota's secondary uh and, and their safeties uh for a big play to DK Metcalf. I can see a big play. I think Seattle's gonna focus in on given how dominant of a run game that Minnesota has Mm -hmm. to try and keep it even keel. Right. I think their main focus going in is going to be get Chris Carson going, and then it's going to be volume. See, I disagree with that. Um, And and here's why I think you're, you're right on one thing. Seahawks are going to recognize the, the Vikings run game. 
but I believe the approach they're going to take is going to be, all right, let's put them in a negative game script and get them out of that run game. So let's go ahead and try and shoot for those big plays in the first half. I think they will. Now, if they don't, if they don't, that will, and in, in, in the first half at halftime that the game is really close and they haven't made the big plays. I think that does play to Tyler Lockett's advantage as far as the game script goes. Sure, but sure. I, I believe they're going to seek out DK Metcalf for big plays early in the game. I really do because they want to put, if I'm, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm going to try to put them in, in a negative game script as soon as possible and try to get them away from the run game as soon as I can. Uh, yeah, you're you're right because when you look at the two defenses, Minnesota is better and it's not really close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll have the Minnesota Vikings will have a much easier time taking away the run as opposed to pass. But um, I, I I like Lockett's volume. I was wrong last week, even though. Metcalf went for like four catches for 106. Tyler Lockett only had like two for 36, and but Metcalf had six targets and Tyler Lockett had four. Um, that was a weird game, though. That was just- it was a very weird game. Yeah. I I think this is going to be a more even keeled game. I like Lockett's volume potential volume over Metcalf's big playability in this one. That that's fair, and it does remind me that if. If you're basing your fantasy decisions based off of last week with the Seahawks, you're an idiot. Because yeah, because the Seahawks they were playing in one of those rare games. They're going to play maybe twice all year where they're going to the East Coast playing in the early game. That's not going to happen very often, and that that caught them off. They had a bad game. They still won, but they had a bad game. Uh, I wouldn't make any any huge insights into that game if I if I'm a fantasy owner of a Seahawk player. If, if, if you're making any basis fantasy-wise off of what happened last week to big-name guys and you're going, oh, well, they didn't do so well, so I'm going to fucking bench them even though I took them in the second round. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot, and you shouldn't be playing fucking fantasy football. Calvin Ridley went, oh, no catches, no yards on five targets. Guess what? He's rated number six this week. Right, and if Tyler just said uh, something that made you feel like an idiot, don't feel like an idiot. You're more of like a a window licker. It's more how we. Oh, okay, all right, okay. But what? Because I don't have a fucking college degree. Is that what it is? Huh? I think you misunderstood that, and that's probably because you don't have a college degree. So let's move on to. Uh, I'm gonna want to look at the back end of our top ten picks. So after Diggs, we both agree Diggs is going to be somewhere around seven or eight. He's going to, he's been very consistent this year. I had him at nine. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have him at eight. So, I mean, regardless, we, we both view him very highly. Uh, I had Cooper cup at eight uh, McLaurin at 10. And I know that when I said McLaurin, that definitely raised one of your eyebrows. Uh, What's wrong with that pick and who do you have instead? It's it's okay. So going down, 11 through 16. Mm-hmm. I have Robbie Anderson. Okay. Will Fuller. I like Robbie Anderson a lot, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Cooper Cup. Juju Smith Schuster. OBJ. Terry McLaurin. Wow. Terry McLaurin has the volume. Yes. Yes. But it's all about who 
is throwing the fucking ball to him. Look, I, I get what you're saying, but he said Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball to him. And Dwayne Haskins is about as bad as it gets when it comes to throwing a ball to you. That's not and fair. He is still that's, not a fa- that's, not, that's not a fair statement to say. Absolutely it is. When no, Dwayne it's not. Haskins has a 200-yard game, that's a good game for him. By his Dwayne team. Haskins got drafted just like most fucking high-drafted quarterbacks. They get drafted to really shitty teams. He got drafted high. To a shitty team, and he hasn't produced much like most. Justin Herbert most, got drafted high to a shitty team, and guess what? He's been doing. He's been putting Justin out Herbert, 300 yard Justin, games. No, Justin Herbert got drafted to a team that had a solid run game, have solid receiving uh, receiving options, and has a solid fucking defense. I don't give a fuck that they got him in the top ten. Fuck that. No, dude. Dwayne Haskins got drafted by one of the worst teams in fucking football. Okay. The fucking Chargers problems. It wasn't even last year. It was the past couple of years. Is that Phil Phil Rivers is a gunslinger. That motherfucker will throw it to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Guess what that fucking creates? A lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers. Okay. okay. And that will fucking kill a fucking defense and an offense overall. No, fuck you. I, I'm not out on Dwayne Haskins. If he was on a, in a better system like Justin Herbert got drafted into, then I no, fuck you. I'm uh, out. Okay, well, you're way higher on Dwayne Haskins than I am. I I, I, I don't see it. I, I honestly don't see the quarterback change being any kind, any kind of real big difference maker in this one. In fact, I'll go ahead and say Kyle Allen is better than Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not, I'm not backing down from that statement. He is going to be better. Oh, ooh, Maybe not much better, but still that's better. Like, that's such a big statement to yeah. make. Yeah. Oh, his backup quarterback is so much better than him. Man, fuck you. Okay, he was the backup to Cam Newton. He had fucking a couple of good games, and then fucking San Francisco came in and fucking tore that ass up last Regard- year. His couple of good games are better than anything Dwayne Haskins has put out ever Haskins so I will take Terry McLaurin no, no. at number 10 I will take no, him at number 10. he is going no. to do great this he's going to do great he is matchup proof he is he is the only legitimate receiving option outside of maybe Antonio Gibson Just, coming out of the backfield he is the only legitimate receiving option they have he's going to eat he's going to because he has he's going to have the volume which is which is the point. Yes, he will have the volume. But if you got a fucking front four crashing in on a fucking quarterback who can't stand in the pocket and deliver a fucking halfway accurate pass, dude, he, the volume's there. But the volume could be 10 fucking yards over his fucking head. Hey, you congratulations. You just named literally every game that Terry McLaurin has ever been a part of. That's literally every game he's ever been a part of. All right. He still eats. He's gonna eat again. I, I'm look. I, I bet against him last week. I'm not betting against him again. I, I'm not. I'm not. I got him number ten. Let, let, okay, let's move on. You disagree with me? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, oh. We're, 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 we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna. Oh. We're, we're since this steamed such a fucking hostile reaction. Okay. All right. I'm not shutting up. I'll let you talk. Go ahead. Let's, let's put a little money on the line. Okay. What do you got? I put I put ten dollars down that Terry McLaurin finishes outside of the top fifteen receivers in fantasy right. this week. Let, let's change it a little bit because 
ranking wise, you never know who's gonna have a big game. But let's I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Terry oh, McLaurin here we go. in standard format and standard format, go. not PPR, in standard okay. format, Terry McLaurin's gonna have at least 13 points. No, 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 no. I'm going off of rankings. We are doing rankings right now, motherfucker. Top 15 non-standard PPR format since you're so high on his volume. Non-standard PPR or PPR? Non-standard. No, no, no uh, PPR. I'm, I'm, PPR. Ap- no, I'm sorry. Apologies. We are going standard. Oh, format. He falls out of the top fifteen this week. All right. What do you want to bet? I said ten dollars, but if you want to put a fucking twenty-four rack on it, you're more than welcome. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll, I'll raise it up. A thirty rack. A thirty rack on Terry McLaurin finishing top 15 in standard format. I will take that bet and I cannot wait to have my 30 beers. One of us is going to have a great weekend next weekend. All right. So Something tells me on. that motherfucker has freckles. Uh, yes, you do have freckles. Uh, let's move on to the sleeper picks. Okay. So for me, and this is one I think you can agree with. Robbie Anderson, he's rated at 15 by the experts. I think he has a legitimate shot of being top 10. Robbie Anderson, I have at 11. He's put up good numbers. Playing against Every- a very stout Atlanta. Okay, I can't even say that with a straight face. He's playing against Atlanta. They suck at defense. They are getting some starters back, but you can't you can't give Atlanta the benefit of the doubt defensively. I think Robbie Anderson is going to have a great game. Yeah, I, I yeah, Anderson at eleven. I don't even consider him a sleeper going into this week, but uh. so I also got Darius Slayton in there. Uh he I, is, he's rating at twenty-five. I think it's gonna be easily a top twenty, uh possibly top fifteen pick. Uh I mean, he he's the go to guy. He's the go to guy for Daniels in that Giants offense, which isn't saying much, but they're playing as the Daniels the 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 cowboy defense. So it's saying something. Yes, playing against the Daniels. Um, no, I, 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 my sleeper pick for the wide receiver position is Darius Slayton. Uh, he's a red zone machine uh, he is. For, for Daniel Jones. Uh, and against a very, very poor secondary for the Dallas Cowboys, I could easily see him with multiple scores going into this week. I could too. Yeah, I could see a two-touchdown game from him uh, very easily. Who's your bust? So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. Um, one of my busts was, was Mike Evans, and I'm sticking by that. Mike Evans had a 41-yard game. He uh, had a touchdown grab, had five catches. So, standard format, he had just over 10 points. PPR, he had right around 15 which, okay, that's not a horrible game, but he is rated at number nine, and there's no way, there's no chance I see that amount of points staying as a top 10, top 15, or even a top 20. Uh, there, there's going to be at least 20 receivers who score better than that this week. Well, and it continues to show that, like, uh, Brady's not really looking for Evans outside of inside the five because that that touchdown came from the two-yard line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and God forbid when fucking Godwin comes back, Evans is Evan, Mike Evans stock is going to drop a lot. If, if they're scoring 
from outside the red zone. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. And Scotty Miller again, threw up another fucking dud. Yeah. The Bucks. Uh, a zero. He had a zero. Zero for zero, zero yards for zero. on zero targets. He didn't yeah. even get looked at, which is insane because he played over thirty-five snaps and he got zero looks. And 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 this just goes to show how fucked up fantasy is. Like he's gonna sit on the waiver wire next week and go for eight receptions for one hundred fifty yards and a touchdown, just right. based off of what happened in that fucking Thursday night game. Yeah, the, the fantasy football gods of karma. You never know what the fuck they're going to do. My other bust uh, this week is Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Look, I, I get it. He, he he had a great game last week, which he will do from time to time. But look at, his, look at his body of work with the Browns and is not very impressive. His consistency simply isn't there. And against the top defense in the league right now, I don't see it. There, there is no reason to have any optimism for OBJ this week. And he is rated right now at number 19. That that puts him into like middle QB, to, uh, sorry, wide receiver two territory. He is not there at all. I have him as a wide receiver three at best. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I brought it up when when we were talking about the <clears throat> going over our matchups mm-hmm. in the last episode. Um yeah, he hasn't had consecutive 25-point-plus games in fantasy since week 13, 14, and 2015. He had 38.4 points last week in PPR leagues. Um, I would temper my expectations. Uh, I think that this Indianapolis defense can lock his ass down. Mm-hmm. I would shift my focus towards more of a – Jarvis Landry, maybe Austin Hooper type of a fucking week outside in the passing game. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I I think Kareem Hunt is going to have a huge week because not only now is he the RB1, Kareem Hunt's like Kareem Hunt's big commodity through in fantasy through four weeks was he was using the passing game a lot. He was that passing down back. Well, guess what? Now your running down back is out. So now he's gonna be I he's gonna be used in a fair mix of both. I would not be shocked if if Kareem Hunt finishes top three. Odell Beckham, I'm out on. I I, I would I, st- I think that Jarvis Landry has a has a chance of finishing uh with a higher score than OBJ does this week. You're right. And I I, I I would not be surprised if, uh, if 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 I was an OBJ owner, I would be sitting here thinking potentially flex at best. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that hundred percent. Um, so that wraps it up here for the wide receiver segment. Next up, we're going to be talking about tight ends and uh, defense special teams. So stick around and stay tuned. And we're resuming here at Unsportsmanlike Commentary. It is time for tight ends and defense slash special teams. This is, this is the last segment we have for the week. So, Tyler, get us started. Who you got at the tight end? Well, my, my friend, we have a new number one at the oh. tight end position. Okay. Number one, I have Darren Waller. Wow. All right. 
At number two, George Kittle. Okay. Number three, Travis Kelsey. Number four, Mark Andrews. <clears throat> number five, Zach Ertz. Six, Johnny Smith. Seven, Hunter Henry. Eight, Dalton Schultz. Nine, Evan Ingram. And ten, Tyler Higby. So we have a lot of the same guys in, in the top ten, but they're not quite in the same order order really you and i differed a lot on this position last week we did so number number one i've i've george kittle i think he's having a great day against miami uh number two i have travis kelsey i uh, you just look i i get that there might be a couple of guys with great matchups but travis kelsey is so consistent so dependable you got to leave him there number three i do have darren waller i, I think uh, he's gonna be an excellent play this week number four mark andrews Number five, and for me, this is a little bit of a sleeper pick mm. because this guy was rated at 10 uh, by the experts, and that's Jonu Smith, who I believe you had number six. Oh, yeah, I got him at six. Yeah. Okay, all right. He, I think he's going to have a great game. He, he, he's uh, The Titans are limited in the receiving options. Yeah, Buffalo was not particularly good at stopping the tight ends. All signs point to this being a good game for him. Yeah, okay. Uh, number, let's see, number six, I have Hunter Henry at New Orleans. Okay. I have Tyler Higby at seven, mm. Hayden Hurst at eight, Evan Ingram at nine, and Zach Ertz at ten. He is he is a bit of a bust pick for me. Oh! The experts have him at six. I have him at ten. I, against the Pittsburgh defense, I think they're going to zone in on him. And if any tight end out of uh, the Eagles is going to have a great game, I think it's it's going to be the other one, Dallas Goddard. Well, Dallas Goddard's hurt. He didn't play last week. Well, shit. So, I it, no, I I think it's but, funny but still, how I, you you had Ertz at five last week yes. against San Francisco. I right. had him at ten, right. and I showed you the statistical – reasons as to why he was not gonna be number five i was fucking right but you were also Ertz, not, you were also fucking wrong about your number five mr well, G- michael gasecki yes you were okay. very wrong about that guy so he we is. were both wrong on our number five so let's not nitpick here no um, we were equally wrong on our number fives i wouldn't say equally uh nobody You're right holds, you were more wrong than i was i agree no no, no nobody holds zach or uh mike gasecki as a as a top tier tight end name but you except know. you at number five last week. So there's that. Yeah. yeah it would, it, I, you take a shot in the dark when you're fucking making these rankings. I liked his matchup. It didn't turn out. It's okay. But now you've got old Ertzy down at 10. I agree. I think Ertz is going to hurt this week. It's, it's not, it's not a good matchup for him against Pittsburgh. And look, and it's not so much that he has a bad matchup, although that is part of it, is that there are a lot of other wide receivers that have good matchups, right? So we were again talking we're about talking Kittle. about the we're, we're we're talking about the tight end position, not wide receivers. You, Correct. You, you're right, you're right. But I mean, all right, I know I'm about right the receiving you, stats, so you know well, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. You're an idiot. That's so <laughs> so so Kittle, Kelsey Waller, we had them in our top three. So let's let's move yes, on. We, did. we also had Mark Andrews at number four. Yes. Um, so after that is where, where it gets a little little interesting. So, uh, well, I mean, John Smith for me was five. He was, he was six, six for me. You. Who'd you, he who was did six you have for me. five? 
I have Ertz at I have Ertz at five. So here's why I don't have Ertz at five, and it's because John Smith, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, Hurst, and Ingram all have very positive matchups when you look at their defenses that they're facing, whereas Zach Ertz has a negative matchup with sure. Pittsburgh. Sure. Um. So for, for those reasons alone, I, I can't put Ertz uh, at the top end of my top of my top ten or even the middle. He, he's right there at number ten for me. I can't take him out of the top ten because he, he still has that potential to be the guy for Philly, right? Uh, he, he's not going to be completely dormant or silent all game. He's going to do something. But I think that the guys in front of him that I've ranked are going to do something more. He he has a more favorable matchup this week than he did last week, albeit. Facing a better collective defense, um, I had I had Johnny right behind him. Henry, uh, this is his most favorable matchup going into so far that he's had all season. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just <clears throat> we'll wait to see. Uh, Herbert is not a huge fan of targeting his tight ends. He's he's all about getting it to Keenan Allen. And we'll see if, if that narrative changes because the new, the new Orleans saints are number the the, the 31st worst team against the tight end. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I had Dalton Schultz against the giants defense at eight. Uh, He's looked very given, given what his, what his role is. Everyone thought uh, Swain was going to be the guy to take over and be the next uh, fucking. Oh my God. What the. F- Jason Witten. Yes. So, yeah, no. D- uh, Dalton Schultz has been very good this year. He was, you have him at eight. The expert consensus ranking had him at seven. So, you and the experts are pretty close on that. Um, keep going. Who else did you have there in your top 10? Remind me. I have, I had Evan Ingram at nine. So I think I, yep. he's, he's gonna, he's gonna find he's against this defense. He has to find some kind of space to put up a top 10 type of performance at the tight end position. And then at 10, I had Higby. You were higher on Higby than I was. Please Correct. explain. I have him at seven. Yeah. So I do think Higby has a very favorable matchup given that they're playing uh, in a bit of a, what's going to be a, a, I think of a soupy game, right? Like they're going to be playing in wet conditions. Uh, I think that Jared Goff is going to look at Higby as a bit of an outlet route, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a safety throw. Uh, so I, I like Higby for this matchup. Uh, so going into my sleeper picks, um, I already told you John knew was a bit of a sleeper pick for me just because the experts have him at 10 and I think he will finish in the top five, if not right outside the top five. Okay. But the other guy I'm looking at, and this guy might be available for you in your league if you're streaming uh, at a tight end and that's Eric Ebron. Oh, Ooh. okay. All right. All right. Yeah. He's ranked number 14. I think has a very sh- uh, solid shot at finishing top 10. He's playing against Philly. I like this matchup for him. I do. I do too. I have him ranked at 14. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a 50-50 play between him and Vance McDonald as to who's going to get the, the, the red zone looks. Um, <clears throat> I, 
I was expecting a lot more for Eric Ebron coming over to Pittsburgh. I really was. I was expecting like the the who did they uh Latavius Green? Was that who it was? I, I don't know. Ladarius Green? So yeah, but, so. but he came he came over from the Chargers, mm-hmm. who was Antonio Gates's backup a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Yeah, this is the guy. And then he didn't wash out and he's fucking gone. And then they got fucking Vance McDonald, who was the guy through the fucking garbage years of the 49ers over the last couple of years. And he hasn't panned out either. When they got Eric Ebron, I was like, okay, they finally got themselves a solidified passing, a a pass type tight end. I was like, this is going to be the guy. And he has not really panned out to be as such. And I wouldn't say he hasn't panned out, but at the same time, he hasn't, he hasn't exceeded expectations. Uh, right. It's a, it's a, like I said earlier uh, in the previous podcast, this is an offense that has a lot of weapons. And when you have a lot of mouths to feed, someone's going to go hungry. And Eric Ebron has gone a little bit skinny here. Uh, but I, I like him this week against the matchup they have. Bust-wise, so I already talked about Zach Ertz, right? And I know you're okay. going to disagree with my other guy that I have. Okay. Dalton Schultz. Look, I, I no, get it. You're wrong. He's been a great he's been a great guy for Dallas, all right. But I don't see I don't see him getting a whole lot of love in a game where let's let's be real. Zach uh Zeke Elliott is going to eat. Uh Dak Prescott is going to look at his his primary receivers. I think that there, there's a very good chance but that by the fourth quarter Dallas is not throwing the ball anymore. Um Dalton, Dalton Schultz, when I mean, you look at Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb, he, he is the fourth best receiver out of those guys. It's hard for me to place a bet on Dalton Schultz when there's a good chance that one, if not two, of those four receivers uh, don't get a whole lot of love this game because it's going to be a bit of a pass uh, run-heavy script, I mean. You're right, and <clears throat> here's where – your your argument will fall off and it's and it's a hypothetical <clears throat> if the cowboys are scoring from outside of the red zone you're going to be right if they get into the red zone dalton schultz is one of the is a top five in the nfl top five targeted option as a pass catcher not a tight end as a pass catcher in the nfl mm-hmm. dalton schultz gets a lot of love Inside that twenty, I, I I like his matchup against does, the Giants. He does, he does. But I want to I want to like expound on that for just one second because he has gotten a lot of love inside the top twenty. But let's look at where Dallas has been game script wise when they get into the red zone, and it's behind. If they are ahead or close in a game, and it's in the red zone, they're looking to run the ball not pass the ball. They have right. been passing the ball a lot because they've been playing negative game scripts. I think this game is going to really cut into uh, Schultz having his red zone target share. It really will. And I think that receivers in general, I think Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, if they score, it's going to be from scores outside of the 20. I, I, I really believe that if the Dallas gets in the red zone this game, you're looking at a lot of rushing touchdowns, not a lot of passing touchdowns. Maybe one – Maybe two at the most. You could be right. It's 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 yet to be seen. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens on on Sunday. I just 
I I don't feel bad at having him at eight in front of some of the some of the other options that 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 are available. I can see that. So let's jump into defenses real quick. Well, hold the oh, fuck oh, I'm up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mr. I'm running the ship. I need to. <laughs> we need, we need go to ahead. cover. Go ahead. You're right. No, you're right. I, I skipped you. Go ahead. You didn't do my sleepers and busts. Let's have them. My sleeper. While he hasn't been necessarily sexy when you're when you're talking about big tight end numbers mo alley cox i think he's been quite sexy well he's had 11 receptions on 13 targets two touchdowns yeah he's a fan favorite of philip rivers inside the 20 if you're streaming if you're streaming a tight end this would be one dude i would be looking at and as a bust, and this is dependent on if he plays or not, I have him ranked at 15 um, with Jared Cook. And he's only a bust for me strictly because if he plays, he's gonna be on he's gonna be on limited snap counts. Yeah. He hasn't had a full practice in over two weeks. He he just limited his first two limited practices Thursday, Friday. I don't see him being a go uh, on Monday night, but even if he is like, you need to look for other options because if you're sitting there Sunday, Sunday going into the Sunday night game, hoping, Oh geez, I hope Jared cook plays. Even if he does, he will be at 50% capacity. You need to look for other options. Mo Ali Cox would be one. I would be directing my attention towards. I agree with that. And uh, as far as cook goes, I, I kind of view him the same way, same way I view Michael Thomas. There's a big question mark on whether or not he will play. If he does, he hasn't been involved in several weeks. Um, so obviously different positions, but kind of similar role. Uh, I, I I agree with you on on Cook. I think that's yeah. I think that's that's fair. Yeah. Let's look at defenses real quick. This is going to be a little bit of a lightning round here. So let's hit them real quick. Number one defense. Who you got? Steelers. I got him at number three. My number one is Baltimore against Cincy. Number two. Um, who you got? Uh, the Cardinals. Wow. Okay. I got I got the LA Rams against Washington. Number three. I got the Steelers. Who's yours? I have the Rams. Okay. Number four, I have San Francisco. I guess Miami. I, al- I also have San Francisco. Number five, Indianapolis. I have the Rams. Okay. Six. I have the Colts. I got Arizona. Seven. I have the Patriots. Number eight. I have the Broncos. Okay. I have uh, New England at seven. I have Dallas at eight. I think they're a little bit of a sleeper there. Uh, number nine, I have Denver. Nine, I have Seattle, and ten, I have Dallas. I'm hoping I, my my ranking on Dallas is a little low. Oh, actually, no, it doesn't even matter. I just dropped the Dallas defense in, in favor of Debo Samuel in our money league. I'm not going with the fucking defense this week. I am just chucking it to the wind and hoping I was right. There you go. Number ten, I got Buffalo. Um, so that wraps it up for us. Hopefully our fantasy picks helped you set up your lineups. Uh, again, check us out on Twitter. Hashtag unsport. 
sorry, at, at, excuse me, at Unsport Comment, at Unsport Comment on Twitter. Also check us out on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify as well. We're gaining some traction here, so please check us out. Tyler, any last words? Yeah, that was a great ending to the podcast. Thank you. Study stuttering Miss Stutterson. <laughs> All right, everyone. You guys take care. Everyone, have a great weekend. We hope you enjoyed this week of fantasy football and regular football. Fuck it. Whatever. Have a great weekend.